There's like a movie with Kevin Klein called The Ice Storm, I think is what it's called. Ang Lee directed it, I believe. Yeah. Um, is that the guy that directed Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. And The Hulk <laughs> with... Um, uh, uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton, no. yeah. Ed oh, Ed Nor- yeah. oh, man. Ed Norton was the worst Hulk. Was he, he, really he was. was a Hulk? I had no idea. I love him. The first one. Uh, that's the hilarious thing is like, Ed Norton is like notoriously like this guy on set that's like, like he's so talented, people like to work with him, but he's like a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Ed Norton like as jacked as he ever was was like American History X, and he wasn't like really that jacked, Matt. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was like skinny Jack. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And you're like he's gonna play Lou Ferrigno's character, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo too. I don't know. Maybe it's that juxtaposition or like nerdy. Like kind of unassuming slight guy that turns into this big thing. Yeah. He is the Hulk. He plays the Hulk. Yeah, I yeah. missed this completely. He was, just, this was, he was just Hulk once, though. Yeah, this was before like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe even. Huh. My cousin yeah. Peyton looks exactly, and when I say exactly like Ed Norton, I mean you can't distinguish them apart. It's oh. incredibly weird. I thought she was about to say it looks exactly like the Hulk. I'm like, God damn. Okay. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> the Ice Storm sucks. I didn't like it. The movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the real thing either. I don't like the real thing either. <laughs> Just to bring it back full circle, the Ice Storm, not good. I have an accent. No good. Okay. Not worth not your time. Folks. <laughs> Oh, I was ready Speaking to take of, us down uh, Ed Norton Hall. Talk about my favorite Ed Norton films. I love them. Twenty fifth hour. That's a good one. Primal Fear. Come on. You got the Catholic Church. I never saw. I'm it. with you, Todd. <laughs> mental, <laughs> mental illness. Yeah. Well, what? Checking all the boxes here. Well. Sex. Kinky sex. I love all those things. I have all those things. Mental illness. Uh, <laughs> sex. I'm saying it's highly relatable. Yeah. Um, a mental illness has precluded any kinky sex out of me. <laughs> Some of these things of, don't. I'm out of business. <laughs> Some of these squares don't circle. No. This dog don't hunt anymore. Speaking of movies, it got a big, uh, big week for entertainment this week. Got Adam Curtis dropping tonight, and then I guess tomorrow. The reviews have been mixed for Judas and the Black Messiah. What's y'all's thoughts on that? Is it out already? Not yet. I've seen a lot of people, I think, was it No Name that said that she could have been on the soundtrack but decided not to because she thought the politics were trash. And then... Wow. And I read a GQ interview with the director that he said some encouraging things, but you know, who knows? You're still promoting the movement. When's it come out? Tomorrow? I think so, yeah. I still haven't even watched the Britney Spears dog, and that's extremely my shit. I heard that was good too. Yeah, you're behind, eh? I'm so behind. The- I, all I can do is keep up with Drag Race. There's two seasons going simultaneously, and I'm on top of it. But that's about all I can handle. <laughs> What's Adam Curtis? Yeah, guy did hypernormalization. <laughs> British. Oh, Tom talks like about him every single. That's episode. your boy. Yeah, <laughs> Tom's boy. Yeah, oh, you had I to love, say it was hypernormalization. I've I love him that. more than my own father. Now, who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I 
I started watching it this morning. That shit is a. Uh, I saw the first episode. That shit is crazy. It's like, is yeah. it six hours. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a series. Yeah, it's like a six part, like six hour series. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like he he uses like these people that I'm like these obscure. Well, they're obscure to me. I've never heard of some of these people, and kind of draws like threads between like alienation and like you know fringe groups and conspiracy theories. It's like it's wild. Yeah. Well. We yeah, were going to watch sure. the Britney Spears one last night, and at the last minute, I had to um, put the kibosh on that. I just don't think I have the stomach right now to watch someone mentally deteriorate over the course of two two hours. I watch that for 24 hours yeah. a day anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's my life. For 30 goddamn yeah. years. I'm man. already pretty close to shaving my head and just completely losing it. So I, I, I support that. I mean, I, I, I bleached my hair. The next step is shaving it. I don't know how to do my roots, so what's what do I do? What's next? Just get rid of it. <laughs> oh, 2008 Brit. I love Britney Spears. And, you know, Britney Spears, well, if we could just for a minute, can we? Go for it. May I? Yeah. So, y'all know when I had my morning radio show, Aaron, I had a morning talk show, music show on Friday mornings drive time 8 to 10 a.m called feminist friday hey. and i talked all kinds of nonsense <clears throat> including about britney spears and determined that britney spears herself probably is not a feminist but britney spears is a feminist issue yeah and long has been yeah, yeah. you have to you have to t- I mean you have to take a line on britney if you say you're a feminist i think so she's like the only i mean okay i haven't seen the doc so i don't want to go into it because i don't want to misquote because this is all I'm, I'm running on information i've been leaning on for 10 years so there's probably new st- shit out that i don't know yet because i haven't seen the doc but she's like the only case she was the only case for a long time where like her dad was able to just take over her entire finances through mm. thanks to a judge like convinced a judge she was not able to run her estate and just took it over Jeez. and she mm. she couldn't buy fucking starbucks without yeah. his approval why it's is fucking that? crazy. Because what happened with her, with uh, her sister? Wasn't there like some drama with her sister? Well, that crazy bitch. What is J- Jamie Lee? Jamie, what's her name? Yeah. Jamie Lee. Last thing I heard about Jamie Lynn Spears yeah. was she ran an, uh, side by side into a pond. Yeah. It ended up. It <laughs> ended up. Ended up getting the uh, what's that disease that happens when you come up from a, a great depth too quick? The bends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she almost yeah. drowned. She got yeah. the bins? I, I made that part up. I don't know. She almost died, though. She did, yeah. She got, like, she got too much oxygen, too much water in the brain or some shit. She what got fucked fuck? up. But at one point, Jamie Lynn even contested their dad, Daddy Spears, to take over Britney's estate. I don't know if this is all in the dock. Again, I haven't watched it yet. I got it on on the front burner it's so next up. everybody in her orbit just sort of circled the wagons against her to yes a bitch waves around one fucking umbrella and buzz get, gets a nice shapely buzz cut it wasn't even that bad it was a fine buzz, yeah, it was a buzz. Good buzz. and everyone looked bad at on shit. her no, no look she looked all. great she's she never looked bad but like one of my favorite her and of course her social media over the years has become increasingly bananas. But my favorite one 
was not long ago she's going around showing off her new gym and she says yes this is my home gym that i burned to the ground but we've got it rebuilt (laughs) (laughs) that one Uh, my favorite was she was dancing she was dancing and broke a toe on camera and you can hear it break you can hear the literal bone break (laughs) oh damn no i can't handle that kind of shit I didn't see much about that other than I haven't seen it yet. I didn't see much about that other than people talking about it. Like just in terms of how the media covered like the Justin and Brittany breakup and how he kind of didn't really build a career off of it, but kind of came out unscathed and like yeah. kind of like made it seem like she was cheating on him when she really wasn't or something like that. Yeah, threw one under the bus. Yeah. You can look at that motherfucker until he ain't shit. Look one look at him. <laughs> that is an ain't shit bitch. <laughs> absolutely Uh, and we've let him just fly all around the sun for years i don't get it oh yeah oh well but yeah i hear this doc drags his ass so i'm looking forward to that that's what i've heard as well um while tom's watching adam curtis i'll be cozied up with britney two opposite Uh, ends of the spectrum I, I am Curtis incorporates a little celebrity gossip, but usually like from 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this yeah. is talks this about is... Tupac and this, right? And did Patty Smith and, but it's not like you know any sort of scandal thing. He just talks about how that like, you know, they were betrayed or they betrayed all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brittany is about a 20 year issue now. I'm 34. What yeah. year did ba- Hit Me Baby One More Time come out? I like 99, I like 7th grade. So like, yeah, 98, 98, 99. 99. Yeah, exactly. She definitely was, I hate to be crude here, but, you know, you can imagine what 6th or 7th grade me was doing. Exactly. Two online pictures of Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Big same. And in my house, like, the computer was in the kitchen, and so I would be Same. on. God, yeah, we damn. didn't have a computer. It was room. brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. So I'd be like looking at pictures, you know, and like looking back and switching back and forth. <laughs> looking over your shoulder. Yes. <laughs> no, my problem was I'd be up in, I'd be ten sheets to the wind in a chat room talking craziness. Oh, same. Yeah. Absolute. Same. Same. I used Absolute to pretend same. to be a, a Christian fundamentalist and just fuck with people. Oh my god, I wasn't that cool. Yeah, or like a Satan worshiper, depending on which. I was not trolling. I was cyber sex. Me and me and Tyrone would go to the um, the computer room at the community college because we didn't have computers, so we go there and hang out and do the like I forget what it was, like the attic. I think it was one of the chat rooms we would go to. <laughs> and I'll never forget Ty's handle was Orgy Man Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for one purpose, and that was sex chat. <laughs> I was at my was S ball chick sixty nine fucking just waving a flag big queer flag please I'm a softball player help help I would do the Christian chat forums I was cybering in the Christian chat forums dog Did that happen <laughs> that happened God, you were Did y'all feel bad about it afterward. I felt pretty bad about it, for sure. <laughs> you were in the beginning of you. You were the start of Christian Mingle. You kicked it off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would. Um, I would go. Uh, 
into uh, the WWF chat rooms, like the wrestling chat rooms. <laughs> and I'd pretend to be like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Like, cause they would, because in those days it was pretty primitive. So like if the real wrestlers are in there, it wasn't like you had a blue check or anything. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. just put the real Triple H or the real something. <laughs> like anybody could do that. So you never knew if it was actually them. Like they advertise sometimes like, oh, a wrestler's getting these chat rooms. Or if it was just somebody like with a made up thing. But I'd get there and be like real Michael Higginbotham, which was like Shawn Michaels' real name. And I would just be like, oh, yeah, uh, can't wait to be in Milwaukee tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Tom has been a con man from the womb. If you were in the WWF chat rooms and you you talked to real Michael Higginbotham and you thought you were talking to the heartbreak kid, maybe you were, but maybe also you were talking to me. Who knew half the motherfuckers were going to be mayors and governors one day? Yeah. yeah. Kane, Kane just lost a thousand vaccines in Knoxville. Really? What if a video surfaces of him in full Kane garb and he's just like lights him on fire? <laughs> <laughs> just comes out that he's just like, man, just like the real destroyer of worlds. And he's like this real... He is. He's living his gimmick like Ric Flair's done for the last forty years, which stresses me out. <laughs> or, or he decides this is how he's going to get everybody to get on board with the vaccines. As mayor, he takes a thousand at once. He just has like both so, swollen so arms up, up. Just, like shooting them in both. Arms. It just turns into the Hulk and busts through his costume. <laughs> this motherfucker's cock diesel off the fucking RNA. <laughs> Listen, on. it might not have been him. It might have been the mayor of Knoxville because there's the mayor of Knoxville and the mayor of Knox County, and I can't keep it straight. But somebody lost like a thousand fucking vaccines this week. We live in hell. How do you lose a thousand vaccines? Man? He's like the mayor of the county. Like he's the big dog in the county, right? I mean, what? If, yeah, right. What? What did we think was going to happen? These are county. All of our county got. They lose millions of dollars. How do you lose millions That's of dollars? That's true. I am um... in their in their coat pockets. Uh. I feel like Paul Bearer would have been a pretty good public official. Paul Bearer <laughs> should have run for some sort of mayoral. <laughs> Governor of Alabama. He's from Alabama. Wait, no. Who was who was the straight edge punk? C C K Punk was it? C M Punk. C M Punk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was good on the mic, man. Spe- um, speak- I would have voted for China. Yeah, hell yeah. It's me, though. No, it it was like China and Britney Spears. Those were the two. Britney Spears didn't get it to me, but thinking of you jacking off to China is quite a joy. (laughs) I do do enjoy that image. Tanya was disappointed to hear the Britney news. She approached that a little more sanctity, but China's like, okay. Okay. Speaking remember of... she was on uh she was on that show where they were all in the house on VH1. Do you remember VH1's run reality shows and she was on that show where they were in the house with uh Vern Troyer, who's Mini Me on Austin Power? China? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that show. What was that show though? I... <sighs> was it Road Rules? No, it was it was nah. VH1's version. Remember like VH1 had a moment where they had like pickup artists, flavor of love, and all those shows Rock and they were competing with yeah. Rock, yeah, Rock Love with Rock uh, Love. Brett Michaels from Poison. They also had shows that would be obsolete now. Like, they had a show where you were to guess the lyrics of a song. So you, like, got in a vehicle, and there was a mm-hmm. camera in the dashboard, and you were, like, supposed to sing along with the song and guess what the lyrics were. I mean, yeah, like, you, you could just look up the lyrics now online. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. 
I saw that reminds me. I was in uh I was taking an Uber and Lyft. Um all this is before I got the car and there was this like ad there was like a TV and like uh like the passenger like the back of the passenger seat or whatever connected to it and there was an ad where Uber was uh having celebrities like disguise themselves as like just regular like Uber drivers and they would turn on their songs in the car and start singing it <laughs> and the passenger slowly realizes like oh shit this is Alicia Keys or this is you know so and so and it's just like what the fuck man <laughs> Or they tell him to shut the fuck up and turn the radio off. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this song. <laughs> Bro. Fuck off. Bro. One Direction again. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Dolly turns around and offers you a Moderna vaccine. <laughs> offers to save your oh life. Oh, God. And... Uh... She ain't even took it yet. You get a Moderna vaccine and a lifetime pass to Dollywood. Um, that's Tom. You had a big. You had a. You were published this week. Our boy was in the papers. That's he's in the oh, papers. Yeah. Our boy was, was in the papers. I was in the funny papers. Yes, Stirred shit. Yes. <laughs> you got any death threats? No, I can always tell who read it and who didn't because anybody was like, "It's a Dolly takedown." Didn't obviously didn't fucking read it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They called it Goodbye Dolly, though. Come I on. know. I mean, you know, you, you, <laughs> in fairness, yeah, if you're like, that would have been, if it, I hadn't written it, I'd been like, oh, this motherfucker, look what he said about Dolly Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dolly's well, one of those things, like, where I feel like we can talk shit about her, but I, I do get, like, a little mad when. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I yeah. loved, you know, I didn't know you were publishing that, but the night before, me and, like, three people were circulating that new fragrance she just dropped. The Dolly, the new Dolly perfume, and we're talking about wanting to get it, and how it had, oh. the, scent of, it had the scent of peonies in it, peony flowers, so we were like, oh, fucking course it does. This bitch has, <laughs> this bitch has pumped peony flowers. She took her literal peony bush right out of the yard and pumped it into a little pink glass bottle with a butterfly on top. Absolutely. We have to have it. Next thing and I know, sang into every bottle and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited. And then, well, I'm glad you at least mentioned it for her. Plug, plug, you plugged her scent from above, Tom. Good boy. <laughs> yeah, you want to plug it? Where where can they? Where can the readers find this? I was in the baffler uh, this week. It's called uh, perhaps the salaciously titled goodbye dolly but i I didn't title it obviously right that's, that's an important thing to know too is when you get mad at a writer they usually don't pick the title or the like the little yeah. subheading no. yeah yeah now you get better at the editor they love a cheeky title <laughs> yeah it's all good though I, came out good i did notice Shout out to- there was one comment i saw that was pretty funny it was like this writer found just enough nuance to find a way to talk shit about Dolly. It's like, yeah, that's the point of writing. <laughs> that's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> uh, somebody was like from uh, Centrist Radio that like their logo was like a bunch of people, like a bunch of stick figures of different colors holding hands with a globe <laughs> in the background. Said, it'd be exhausting to have a brain like this. <laughs> and then like, like there was like, there was like plenty of like, music journalist people that like defended me I was like hey actually this is like a good reasonable take you know what I mean yeah and then there were some that you could tell were like fanboys that just got their feelings hurt it was like yeah oh so uh this one dude that writes for like used to write for the village voice he's been in a bunch of places I've actually read his writing and I like his writing but he was like oh 
so basically, uh, some podcast dude gets irritated that people try to make Dolly what they wanted to be. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm from the place that she's from. You know, <laughs> if you if you worship a bitch most of your life, you can have a hot take about her. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I've gave her so that's much right. money. I I have a 2021. This is how uh, depressed I was in December. I have a 2021 season pass to Dollywood. I bought Just them in, in December. Case. I bought them in December. I bought it in December because I was so depressed. I had to have something to look forward to. They were cheap, obviously, because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. And I, I bought my little season pass. Well, that's why you know that's my that's my thing too, Tanya. Until you've spent a small fortune at goddamn Rivertown Junction, fucking suck my dick. Until you've <laughs> ate from the largest apple pie in these United States, shut the fuck up about it, okay? God, I mean, the Sexton family gave her. That's the only place we ever went on vacation. I know, right? We only went like two days, too. It's like, yeah, we're going on vacation. I'm like, well. Just a week. (laughs) It's like, we're going on, we're leaving on Friday morning and come back Sunday morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about Dollywood, uh, uh, I'll quit belaboring the point, but uh, I always used to, like, when I was a kid, I used to always just do dumb shit. Like, when I was a kid, that just made no sense. Like, you know, like, when you go to a theme park, you got to be walking around all day. Don't walk, ride the water rides first. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to do it. You got to be strategic for sure. Yeah, you got to wait until that to the end. And you better have a change of clothes or wear swimming trunks. Or here's a pro tip. If you ride a scary ride and you accidentally pee on yourself, just go get on the fucking exactly. water ride. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. No it, all, it all comes out in the wash. <laughs> Go go hit the river rampage. You come off and you're like, I gotta hit the river rampage, y'all. I got I gotta feel I it. I gotta have streak. to do it right now. Yeah. I gotta do it right now. I'm going crazy. You look down, there's a big big puddle going down, <laughs> down, down, down your leg. Crossing your legs while you wait in line so nobody sees it. Yeah, that's right. He's gonna uh, pour your pop all over you to cover it. Well, we're proud of you, Tom. Good job. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was very good. I had someone send me a message that said, the story of the turkey leg, oh my God, the pathos. Uh, so, I mean, you really connected with somebody. <laughs> I, well, I, I should say that. I mean, it's taken me a while to forgive the people at Aunt Granny's <laughs> Kitchen for not refunding me when I dropped my turkey leg. <laughs> oh, I love I didn't expound on the paper, but the guy that tripped me was he. We talked afterward because he wanted to buy me another one. I was just being pissy about it, but he said, "Call this number in Charlotte, North Carolina, and ask him why they call me the Great Pumpkin." Oh my god! He said this to a seven-year-old boy. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the fuck out of there. The editor cut that out. Like I didn't know I didn't get into that, but I wanted to yell "Stranger Danger, Stranger Danger." <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Oh shit! Well, anyway. Well, anyways, um, so if you want to get to the real meat of the show, um, I don't have a whole lot of political news for this week because I don't. I was not I was completely tuned out the last three days. So I'm not really like I have no idea what's going on with impeachment. I've not kept up with that at all. The only it and then, you know, there was a few confirmation hearings for Biden's cabinet. I saw some guys 
accused Nira Tandon of calling Bernie an ignorant slut. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> you know, it's saying something when it's a slow politics week in the same week Bernie and ignorant slut were used in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> what he said was, which meant he didn't have to say ignorant slut. Those are words he specifically chose. He said, you called him everything but ah, yes. an ignorant <laughs> slut, which makes it so much better because he chose those Careful. It's fucking 72 year old ashen colored fucking trip keeper from Louisiana. Even had the words ignorant slut like so at the forefront of his brain is weird in itself. Is that from something? I don't know. I mean, ignorant slut? I mean, but I don't know if that was like from a bus. I thought I was reading some stuff and I thought somebody might have alluded to it being from somewhere, but I can't place it if it yeah. is. Yeah, it's a very specific either. phrase. That, yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, I have a crop top that says it, but I assume that's not what it's from. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> that's a different thing, though. <laughs> yeah. There was that. Um, so, yeah, there's also impeachment, which, like I said, I've not kept up with. I mean, have you guys kept up with it any at all? Is it a, is it a story all. worth pursuing or even mm. mentioning? I, I just heard from a friend. No, I can't I have it kept up with it in the Internet. But a friend told me that they decided it was it was constitutional. They could continue with impeachment. Mm. Right. I don't know. That happened at some point this week. That's all I know. Yeah. And apparently Mitch McConnell's on board. Now. Really? Finally, that's what I heard. Or maybe that's a lie. So I, I did see people were praising Pence. I mean, I did see like the Democrat strategy going into this is to try to peel Pence off in an effort to peel off the other Republicans like in the Senate. And so mm. they're trying to basically, what's the word I'm looking for? Like deify pence or you know what i'm saying like they're trying to yeah, rehabilitate, rehabilitate him. him yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's going to work trying to uplift and edify a guy that won't be alone in a room with a woman that's not his wife because <laughs> he's afraid they'll <laughs> say something about it i'm sure that will he has so much control over himself <laughs> yeah the billy graham strategy yeah uh yeah it's fucking uh it's goofy. I, 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 I got to say for myself, I skipped all the mainstream coverage of this and went right to the source. Uh, that is the YouTube channel, former uh, gamer. I forget what crime family is from. Former mafia <laughs> boss, Michael Franzese, who had a lot of things to say about the topic. What, what did he have to say? <laughs> well, just for 30 minutes, he said, the number one question I'm asked on this channel is, Mike, did Donald Trump have any dealings with the mafia? Well, here's the truth. And then he hits you with that dramatic entrance music and <laughs> just like shows him speaking at a church and like driving a Cadillac Escalade down like, uh, you know, <laughs> drive or something. But uh, to get back into it, he was like, did Donald Trump have dealings with the mafia? Sure, he had dealings with the mafia, but not, not like directly. Here's what it was. We controlled the unions. If you wanted to build something, you had to get to the unions and we controlled the unions. So in a manner of speaking, Donald Trump did have some dealings with the mafia, but nothing directly, nothing that it was like much to do about nothing. But yeah. he was basically just saying like, <laughs> it's a classic. I assume Michael Franzese is at least a little pro Trump. I can't can swear to that, but it feels that way. I mean, if he's Italian American, you just got to say probably. probably, yeah. 
It's a good yeah. chance. Yeah, there's Paisans were Paisans for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so there was the impeachment stuff. There's also these executive orders that Biden's been signing that, according to the good people of Letcher County and the Whitesburg Mountain Eagle, say uh, constitutes Marxism. Um, and that, we love that. Yeah, <laughs> Biden is <laughs> finally taking over. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't covered many of these executive orders. We maybe mentioned a few on either the Patreon this weekend or last week i can't remember but i wanted to talk about one of them briefly because i feel like it's very much in our wheelhouse um uh earlier this week biden signed an executive order to create a civilian climate corps the initiative he wrote initiative he wrote will provide good jobs for young people and train them for environmentally friendly careers putting them to work restoring public lands and waters, planting trees, improving access to parks, and, of course, tackling climate change. Um, so, you know, just right off the bat, a few knee-jerk reactions to that. Uh, seems like I've heard this before. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I'd be proud to be paid $4 and a quarter an hour to protect the planet. That's just my tax for being here. <laughs> These these jobs will, you're right, absolutely paid no more than $4.50 an hour. I mean, like, that's what these jobs are. Genius. I mean, like, it's probably an AmeriCorps thing. You know, it's targeted yeah. at young college grads who aren't sure what to do after college. And so they'll hire them to go plant trees on a strip mine, which is coincidentally how I wound up in eastern Kentucky. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me tell you what I love so much about the Vista Corps. And it's like, God damn, I, I dream about, not in a good way, about ending up back there in this spot. But it's always, when you go for those Vista trainings, it's always like all the young recent college grads. I wasn't that. Like I was kind of like somewhere in between the young college grad and the guy I'm getting ready to talk about. But there's always a guy there that's like a little too old to be there that you can tell is just like, <laughs> has like been down on his luck, probably yeah. lost his marriage and his house gambling and everything and just kind of found it in the paper. And Had to take a Vista job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then just gets there and like, like, wait, you know what I mean? I love that guy. I, I was, in my Vista training, there was two of them in there and I, I paired up with them and I was, I mean, often these jobs are geared at, I mean, the language of this is almost identical from these nonprofit uh, initiatives that we've seen around here for like over a decade now. Basically, they are specifically designed to, yeah, do stuff like reforest strip mines, which is an impossible mm. task. You literally cannot reforest a strip mine it's impossible how long are that these are the same this is like carbon capture they're uh, how long are they gonna keep on this drum that they've been proven wrong that they can't do over and over and over and over and well, over again this is like the liberal version of non-reality like during the trump years right like they they there's these problems they will not address because it takes to test their friends in the industry mm -hmm. but they swear there is a way to to keep doing it that is like efficacious for the planet and the continuation of the species but we all know that's horseshit like clean coal is a myth like reforestation of strip mining is like like yeah you could you could 
theoretically come close to it like over a period a long time like a hundred years like <laughs> fucking vista workers are not going to do that in a one-year term you know what i mean they like get up there maybe plant some fucking fescue grass and some pine trees and then yeah take off you know we've talked about it before but do y'all think that like i mean it doesn't matter because the results are the same but do y'all think they actually like believe in these like non-solutions or is it just like they're just being cynical I think that it's like Tom just said, it's a very, it's a, it's, they're threading a needle. This is their fig leaf to the, you know, fossil fuel industry to say like, we're not going to substantially do anything to limit carbon emissions, but we can do this like, you know, sort of mealy mouth, green jobs program and pay college grads $5 an hour. Yeah, to, you know, make parks, beautify parks and stuff. And, you know, it's like doesn't do anything to actually reduce emissions or change the current way we burn or create energy. It's a fig leaf. I mean, when you first read what this said, I haven't read about this, but it sounds like a subversion of trying to skirt around the Green New Deal. That's that's how it's built. Yeah, this is New Deal shit, except paid nothing. Exactly. Pay four dollars and fifty cents to uh, recent uh, do-good college grads and guys that were there in the flesh at the ninety-three cent Anita Derby. <laughs> this is Tanya. You bringing that up is actually spot on because, and and you just saying, Aaron, is do they actually believe in this or is it cynical? My belief in this, and I guess we'll wait and see how this pans out. But my my line on this, my belief is that this is their sort of, like I said olive branch to the environmentalists this is their them saying Mm -hmm. yeah this is a good enough right it's a green new deal good enough and you know let Mm -hmm. me just read this quote this is from a climate analyst at data for progress which is like isn't that sean mckelvey's think tank yeah i think so yeah so like they're you know these people work hand in hand with the biden people they they exist to launder the biden administration's policies as actual progressive policies and so this is what they said The Green New Deal is all about a jobs and justice approach to climate policies. So I think that the new Climate Corps proposal really encapsulates that. I mean, to me, that just is them saying it's good enough, right? You'll fuck. You'll you'll yeah. You'll shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, right? Jobs and justice. They literally pick. They pick these words so um, carefully because jobs Mm. with justice Mm -hmm. is a progressive org. Like they literally. This is like signaling. They're trying to signal that Uh this is good enough. You know what's you know what's funny about like that type of shit is like I talked to have y'all watched the movie War Dogs? No. It's, it's oh, got yeah. Jonah Hill Jonah and Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's his yeah. face? It's Max. About, this, uh, about all the contractors. The same yeah, guy that had, made Joker, I'm pretty sure made that one. <laughs> I think so. It might have been a Todd Phillips movie. I think so. Yeah, but basically, you know, they, they like defraud the US government by getting these big weapons contracts and then they go buy like old like ammunition from eastern europe that was made by china and it like just violated every standard that like the you know our uh, sterling u.s military uh had regulations for anyway they made a mint but they ended up like you know getting in trouble for it and all that kind of shit and then like i like i see something like that and i'm like how did two shitheads like one that was just like a fuck up and the other was like a down on his luck masseuse go and fleece <laughs> the u.s government for like millions and millions of dollars and then like i talked to my cousin who is in like uh, logistics and transportation he's like loves those government contracts because they pay so much more and all this stuff 
like there's so like I hate to be like the government waste guy, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's funny that like our government would literally throw money at everything except for like its citizens. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like, actually yeah. solving issues. Yeah, I, just yeah. dumb shit. Absolute I, dumb shit. I, I love to hear somebody say they're in logistics. It's just so Sopranos, so waste management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might as well be saying little this, little that. And trust me, he is that kind of motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. But yeah, this whole article—it's in Grist. Um. It, this whole article is basically just talking about how it's modeled on the Civilian Conservation Corps from the New Deal. I mean, like, yeah, uh, they it's much ado about nothing, in my opinion, just because I've seen this play out so many times over the last decade. And um, like I said, it's mostly exists as an olive branch to both the environmentalists and the fossil fuel industries to say, like, look, we can all get along. We can mm. all get along and we can take care of the environment while burning fossil fuels responsibly and it's like meanwhile sea levels rise you know meanwhile we're wiping out more and more species it's just it's nothing in my in my estimation but i could be wrong i don't know no, i don't know like i think that that's like the thing about climate change is that it's something that like i mean we saw like shit this summer i mean we saw the whole west coast on fire but it's like it's not until those like big spectacular events happen that like people are like oh shit like we're killing ourselves yeah but like otherwise it's like this background existential dread you know what i mean that even if you even think about it for like five minutes it's like oh fuck fuck like we're all gonna fucking die yeah it's insane that like it's so omnicidal what they're doing that like you know it's gonna happen right you don't give a shit yeah. you don't give a shit it is like the existential version of like our own individual dread of being like, you know, finite creatures with aware of our like finite existences. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's awful. It's just like waiting around for like the worst effects and the hammer to drop from it. And it's like, it's just, it's subtle. Like it's just far enough away, kind of like our own deaths where it's like, we don't have to be thinking about it constantly even though i my brain chooses to uh but but like it you know it's like not immediate enough for like but it's like just lingering there in the background just like man and we know it and, and we could have did shit to stop and we're like damn cross that bridge when we come to it, <laughs> it, did it shit really like 40 has, years ago it felt like since I'm not every little thing that happens, every little executive order, every little shit like this that comes out, I'm I'm like angrier because it's so <laughs> insignificant yeah. and and it and it, I guess it makes me feel just like more despair because I don't know. I guess I had you know I had like tricked myself into thinking that they could actually curb some human misery. But yeah. they're just not going to. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and this in particular, I feel like is really evil, Terrence, because of shit that I even feel like Tom has brought up that I even questioned when Tom mentioned it about. Um, it's like generally a safe policy when I tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> well, like back in the summer, um, you know, we were a lot of the political education on social media that was happening this summer was like eight to abolish um mm. eight to abolition um and trying to like get people to sp spin wheels so that people could see a line to defunding police and like beyond and tom was like 
you see this shit and it is less radical. It's like less, ra- it's less radical than shit we were demanding 10 years Five ago. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like, and, I, yeah. and at the time I was like, I don't know. I don't remember us saying shit like this five, 10 years ago. But when you dig back a hundred years ago to the actual New Deal, yeah. it is the, the, what actually happened in the New Deal, which I'm starting to uncover more of in the past couple of weeks because of the training I'm in, and we're like literally been talking about all the specifics of the New Deal. Um, it's more radical than we could have could ever expect Biden to do anything exactly. of. You know, like it's bananas. Like there's no way we would even like it. it that's what where we got our labor like, laws. Like, like you could argue Bernie Sanders is to the right of Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> I'm dead fucking serious. No, you're right. Yeah, really yeah, totally. It's like we can't even fathom our government hiring thousands of artists right now at good in in really good wages. Like it's, the Green New Deal hired thousands, yeah. tens of thousands of artists to create murals and all these community projects to you know what I mean to like to influence the infrastructure of this country which we I'm have glad met. they're finally doing something with their $200,000 poetry degrees <laughs> with an infrastructure that we have let literally fall into decay and into our rivers to poison us that's where we're at 100 years later well like what I was thinking is like the new deal was like this uh tenuous agreement between capital and capital and labor right like it wasn't necessarily like the beginning of a social democracy it was to like save like capitalism you know yeah and you can't even you can't even imagine that shit happening like now you know what i'm saying Uh, it didn't do a whole lot for redlining didn't do a whole lot for communities of color didn't do it didn't do i mean i think that's one thing when we're talking about the new deal i I, like specifically in terms of like appalachia the new deal was good for like you know appalachia communities you know mostly well, yeah, it, well, it, it, like, in a lot of ways, it, uh, yeah, it was like that situation. It was like, like you were saying there, it's just like trying to prop up this crisis of capital. We have this crisis with capital. It's like, okay, we just have to give them some temporary concessions, and that means we're going to have to give them, like, <laughs> get to, we have to confiscate all the gold and all this kind of stuff, because if we don't, we have a massive problem on our hands. Now... They've got us so well adjusted to austerity that it's just like now they're just trying to see what the bare minimum they can give us to stave off crisis is. Yeah, and, and at the root of it, like Aaron said, they are trying to save capitalism yet again. Yeah, it, the, the world is fucking dying. But it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. The bodies are piled to the fucking ceiling and they are still desperately trying to figure out what is, the, how can they thread the needle exactly perfect to do as little as possible, but to save capitalism. Jesus. Yeah. To save their own asses. Yeah. that's what that that is what this article is well, <laughs> also to and me and terrence were talking about this about this a little bit the other day the injection of liberalism is like kind of like that scripture in the bible that we were talking about this it's like there's a way that seemeth right but in the end there's destruction and it's like you even look at like the like the demonstrations from this past summer with george floyd's murder and it's like we started out burning down the goddamn Minneapolis police station. By day four, we were holding hands with cops in the street of Lexington. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were dealing with this, man. Yeah, they were dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was that, like, it was, it is that sort of injection of an into it. That, well, that was, or go ahead, Tom, I'm sorry. 
No, 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 no. It's it, it. Just go go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just. And gonna... now this past weekend we have we play a literal Super Bowl mm. by honoring dead people at the beginning and ha- having in racism on the helmets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the, can't. There's the... no way to comprehend America at this point. How do we even understand? It's a, it's a parody of itself, yo. It truly is. We're out of a job. There's no way to continue to make fun of this more than they are making fun of themselves. <laughs> did, you, did you see the, the video that, I mean, I'd watch that shit because I could never watch this shit, man. Uh, with Kamala jogging up like the steps of like the cap, I don't know, the Capitol or some shit like that. Like that. And then the Secret Service is trying to keep up with her and she's wearing sneakers and it's like, oh, look at this like cool fit VP, you know, it's like, yo, people are dying, bro. Like, 5,000 people died one day, like, last week. What the fuck are you people doing? We're supposed to be impressed that you can jog up some fucking steps. (laughs) Give me my fucking check, yo. You know what I love? You know what I love? I love this country is so fucking perverted. (laughs) I see see a fucking article that says virus in retreat this morning. New York Times. They had stories in their emails going out. These motherfuckers are doing, it's like the, what's the Malcolm X quote about like stabbing a man in the back nine inches, pulling out five and celebrating your progress. Yeah. <laughs> That's like exactly what this shit was. We're down to, we're down from, we were over a hundred thousand cases a day for whatever. Now we're down to 85. We got that. We're beating the brakes off that bitch. And it's like, oh, it's still two weeks after. Super Bowl. I don't know about that. Yeah. And, yeah. Andy Brashear's saying the same thing. He come out with his whole, uh, y'all holy fucking press conference about how kentucky has seen four straight weeks of decreased cases it's just like buddy oh god yeah our expectations are so low like meanwhile (laughs) go ahead go ahead meanwhile the state fucking kentucky's unemployment office has ignored four hundred thousand emails they literally have like they're ill-equipped to deal with it Well, it's like you were saying, the all of the agencies that were created to manage, you know, the contradictions of capitalism, provide a safety net for people so that there wasn't large surplus populations, they've all been turned on people now. You know what I mean? Like the whole objective of all these agencies now is just to either contain or deport people. Because mm. that, that, yeah. Have any of you ever had to go file, sign up for welfare? I've been on unemployment, yeah. Have you signed up for food stamp? At the food stamp office, they treat you like an absolute (laughs) alien. You are treated like... My sister, when she has to take her kids in with her, she does everything she can to get a babysitter because when she has to take her kids with her, they treat her like an absolute monster in the fucking food stamp office. Just Unbelievable. I yep. couldn't imagine going now when I was on food stamps, it was like 2005 and there was like a hint of that was sort of, you know, before the era of Trump and all this kind of stuff, like you still had that sort of anti poor and working people sentiment, but it wasn't as virulent as it was now. So you had people that like you would go there and it's like, honey, you make like $9 too much to qualify, but we'll just adjust your income here. We'll pencil it here real quick and help you out. Yeah. Like now it's like, that same person would probably look at me and, and try to radicalize me. Isn't it bullshit that you like mm-hmm. make nine dollars too much and not like and, not, and these these fuckers don't have to work and they're you know what I mean? yeah. like that kind of shit. 
I could not imagine going to the goddamn food stamp office of 2021. I bet it would be just a complete all out assault on your self-esteem and sense of worth. Yeah. Y'all ever seen this movie as documentary welfare by this dude, Frederick Wiseman. Uh, it's really good. It came out in 75 and his films are all about him just going in with his camera and exploring like American institutions. And he goes to this welfare office, like in the Bronx and like the inhumanity and the dehumanization, like of just these like civil servants and clerks. And I guess this is the time when like, you know, I guess like this, the economy in the seventies was rocking. It was the rise of financialization and all that shit. So you're truly seeing like this, this like, you know, surplus population that like subsists off of like government aid and assistance and just how they're treated by people that work there, partially because like they do this shit every day and they too don't have any hope and they're in despair and they get pissed off, you know? that people just trying to come in to get some money or whatnot. So it's like, yeah, man, I, I can't imagine going today to see how bad that's gotten over the past 30 years. The, uh, we've been turned on each other, you know. I've been reading Ruth Wilson Gilmore's Golden Gulag, and she identifies that period you were just talking about as the transition from the welfare warfare state that existed after World War II, where you had a strong safety net, but it was also funding these empire building projects abroad transition from the welfare workfare uh, welfare warfare state to the permanent crisis workfare warfare state in the mm. 70s and 80s and she talks about it's fascinating i mean um basically she's detailing how mass incarceration rose and it arose because you had all you had surplus finance capital surplus labor surplus land and surplus state capacity like you were just saying tanya you have all these agencies they don't fulfill any of the roles they used to. So the neoliberal state had to restructure itself. And how did it do that? Prisons. It didn't have anywhere to put these people and anything to do with this land. So it just right. put them in prison. It's almost a it's almost a budgetary thing, what you're talking about, Terrence. It's like, well, instead of having to like account for like the fluctuations in employment that these class of people are facing, let's just throw them in jail. That way we know what what it's gonna cost, you know, three meals a day, the cot and whatever whatever mm -hmm. state they have you know what I it mean? actually mm -hmm. is revenue streams at this point i mean yeah especially in towns like where we live but overall it's still a revenue stream because if you issue bonds if a municipality issues bonds you can back that up with uh your assets in the form of prisons and say like we're going to continue having prisoners coming in and that's revenue from the state so buy our bonds it's a safe investment free, free labor Free labor, you get see out out there picking up on the side of the road and everything. Hmm. You get all kinds of shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's grotesque. But as at least we have guys like Biden in there, you know, uh, uh, passing these executive orders. We're gonna start chipping away at this, you know. I think we're gonna get we're chipping back. away at a mountain range. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing about this, as I was thinking about this, as you were saying it, Tanya, is like with with Obama, they. I mean, Obama didn't do anything really, but they did attempt to do some very, very meager things. It feels like with Biden, it's just fully symbolic. You know, it is just yeah. like, here's a piece of paper that I put my name on and it's good enough, right? You'll take it. You'll take it because you're desperate. So it's good enough, right? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. And that's um, when it's training, I mean, one of the activities they did was they asked people to place different politicians on this uh axis and one axis is representation and the other one is redistribution <laughs> and Biden 
<laughs> it's just like the more re- the more they are aimed, the more they're geared at representation, the less redistribution we're getting. Oh my god! And it was kind of a cool visual to like help understand the route the route we're going. The yeah. as Tom said, the injection of liberalism. <laughs> Cause like it's all about appearance, yo. I know I've said this so many times, but it really is about like the appearance of doing something rather than the essence of like what it actually is. Where like you know, appearance is like truth, and like truth is false. You know what I mean? Right. And the way they're able to spin that to people, and again with the whole climate change thing, man, like it really is like everything is fine. We're doing something. It's okay. Meanwhile, like everybody fuck knows. Everybody knows. Right. <laughs> yeah I mean the entire point of all of it is to basically split and divide leftist social movements I mean this is ultimately a point and that's the conclusion we came to at our New Year's episode you know that if you draw any lessons from 2020 it's that liberals they're terrible at governing but they're very very effective at disrupting and splitting leftist social movements and you saw that yeah. with the two biggest leftist social movements of 2020, the Bernie Sanders movement and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I don't know. I, I mean, now they finally got what they want. They got it, you know, instantiated in the executive office. Um, but that is the order of the day, you know, <laughs> just like trying to see how <laughs> how far they can go with this, how how deeply they can drive the left, you know, under their boot. Mm. I don't know. Um, well, anyways, that's the climate core. That's the, um, the civilian climate core. Um, <laughs> what did CCC stand for the first time around? Civic C- core. Civilian conservation. 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 Yeah. Which is funny because there is now an in climate. There is now an NCCC, which is maybe it's the National Civilian Conservation Corps. It's, it's like some AmeriCorps program. I mean, it exists, and it exists literally for this reason. They, like, go build, you know, wooden steps at national parks and stuff. It's the cheapest labor so they just Are they just repackaging, like, something that has already existed? Yes. And just, like, not, I mean, like, they've given you a gift. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody gave you a gift, and then next year, like, gives you the same fucking thing. Yes. Well, maybe takes it back when you're not looking at rewraps that shit. <laughs> That's exactly super, what they're doing. I supervised a group of an NCCC group one time, and they were a lot of fun. They, uh, one of them, one of them ended up stealing a very ornate like credenza from I won't say who, but. <laughs> You know, somebody came and asked me, but I was like, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. And they would they would ask me what to do. We would, like, be picking up trash alongside the river and stuff, and we would do that. And, like, you know, we ran out of shit to do on, like, day two. So the rest of it was just, like, take this garbage bag, go find you a nice, cool place to sit in the shade, yeah. and just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yes, that's exactly right, Aaron. They're repackaging something. <clears throat> They're re-giving. Um yeah, I don't have I don't really have any other big news items from the week. Um I did see something that I found very interesting. Maybe our buddy Ken Lane can answer this. Um explosives are missing from the nation's world uh from the nation's lar- largest marine base. 
It's in 29 Palms. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 29 Palms is a wild-ass town if you get the chance to go. Um, never Real. been. No, it's like... Uh, How many explosives? Um, probably a significant amount. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry, my... Was this like a big news item? Like I didn't hear anything at all about this, which is alarming. Yeah, you figure that would hit the board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're unclear what kind of explosives are missing and how many. I just saw it and opened it up, and uh, it was sitting in my bookmarks for today. So, <laughs> um, pretty interesting. Um, another news item I have. I'm just clearing these out. Yeah, this is like closing tabs. This is this entire podcast is closing tabs. <laughs> this yeah. is uh, yeah. This is like what vegetables are getting ready to go bad in my refrigerator? We just throw them, <laughs> toss these shits out. Yeah, yeah. making a quiche. Here we go. Um, this this one uh, parlor wanted Donald Trump on its website. Uh, Trump's company wanted a steak. Um, in the website, not a not a T bone. I would too, man. That motherfucker. We we want him on every platform. Yeah, just, yeah. You know. Um, I opened this one up because it has a JD Vance tie-in. Uh, the company recently, this is Parlor, attempted to raise capital funding from Naraya Capital, the venture capital firm of JD Vance. Um, so uh, our boy JD might be investing in Parlor soon. Jesus, know? dude. Oh, oh God! So, so JD Vance is taking up the cause of like everybody has banned this app from like all their like app stores and shit. And JD Vance says, "I'm gonna go give them a little shot in the arm." Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! My boy knows a good investment when he sees one. Tom, all right. Oh my God! Oh, God um. Well, um, there were like a very small like smattering of speaker pieces very very tiny amount uh, but i figure you might as well hit them i sent them to you tom you just want to there's like four or five we might as we got we've got a couple minutes to kill so we might as well unless you, you don't okay. have your phone on yeah. your phone. my phone just died <laughs> <laughs> how about this how about this how about let's everybody clap right now i'll go juice it real quick and we'll read them and then out there clap i um, actually hook it up we never did clap yeah, let's just so we'll know like where to yeah okay one two. Let, me count, let me count it okay. one two three all right i don't think mine did it but okay um while he's doing while he's getting that uh you know i risk my life to get la at the dollar store about once a week yeah um and also, if it's Wednesday or after, I snag a uh, paper. Mm. And this week, of course, the cover story is that we've lost our Pizza Hut. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. My only, my only concern is Barry, who was um, the manager, a mainstay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, I don't even think he was the manager, but <clears throat> should have been. Was. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the man had recovered from cancer. He was in remission from cancer and had a trach, and they were literally sending him out to cars in the pandemic with pizzas. Oh, my fucking God. He, can't, he brought me my pizza, and I said, Barry, what the fuck are you doing bringing pizzas to cars? Oh, I, that's what else am I going to do? <laughs> Barry, oh, my fucking God. They need to send somebody else out to the goddamn cars. 
anyway um but on this fateful day um this maskless bearded bitch was in the fucking dollar store and whatever you know it's just another wednesday or tuesday whatever it was but i you know i refuse to get a buggy because i'm a dumbass and i'm packing all kinds of shit in my arms and i've bought a trash can to put dog food in so i've just put all my other shit in the trash can i'm packing the trash can around and I set the trash can down six feet back from the woman who's checking out. And when she gets done, I go up and put the stuff that's in my hands on the counter. And when I turn around to go but get go back and get my trash can that's got the rest of my shit in it, old bearded bitch with no mask is standing right by the trash can. And so I look, I say, can you can you step back, please? I ain't gonna argue with him about a mask, but I'm not mm. gonna approach this bastard. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, okay. And he does walk back and I get it. Well, by the time I get out to my car and get my shit in the back of my car and I'm open my door and I'm trying to get the dog into the other seat so I can get in my car, he's already in his Jeep, this big SUV. And he's, I guess, told his girlfriend or the woman driving the Jeep and they've got the window down and they speed past me yelling at me about my double masking. Oh my fuck, yo, man. Hey, will you, <laughs> will you please tell me that they cranked up uh, Billy's Wires the stroke on the way out and just goosed it. Everybody. Oh, yeah. they, did, they had a big Trump Pence sticker. And I mean, my adrenaline was already going. I was already like pissed and shaking damn near because just having to talk to this man. I only mm. deal with men I'm getting paid to deal with at this point. I don't fucking <laughs> deal with these motherfuckers. And I was already like, I had to speak to this man who didn't have a mask on. That was troubling enough. And now his his woman is screaming at me through the fucking window. And what am I what am I supposed to do? I'm just standing in the parking lot like a fucking dumbass wearing six masks, <laughs> getting yelled at <laughs> for Good. a newspaper for speak your piece. Uh, speaking of speak your piece, here we got a couple this week. Here, <sighs> tell us if it was worth it, Tom. Let me just pull them up here, right quick. Uh uh. uh. We'll start with to the man in Jenkins who's threatening to burn me out and rob me and things of that nature. <laughs> I want you to know my sound box is in a DVR and that everything you say is being recorded. Now you have a nice life if that's possible. <laughs> I love things of that nature. Things of that nature. I that. <laughs> so rob, rob me, burn me out. Things of that nature. <laughs> Talk about hypocrisy. Pelosi and her bunch call for defunding our police, but now she wants more police protection for herself. And then in the media's way of Marxism, they want to cause division in this country. <laughs> I've been saying it. Jake Tapper, Marxist. Look at him. Yo, Marxism has just been the word where, like, you don't have to know what it is, but you can just project any bad feeling you have about your perceived enemies into that word and just throw that shit around. People it's use just it. So yeah, people use it more than the word communism at this point. Because, like, cultural yeah, Marxism has become, like, this right-wing talking point, and so they use it more than they use the word communism. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say there are unwritten rules in business. <clears throat> when someone has something on you, they are going to use that on you. Then, 
they won't bring it up, but they'll look you straight in the eyeball and say, I'll nail your hind into a wall if you want me to, because I've got the goods on you and I've got the film on you too. That's the way it is with Biden and his boy. When he goes to sit down in front of China's president or Putin, they're going to look him in the eye and say, we can publish this with your approval when we were giving your boy this money. So when you're looking me in the eye, just keep that in mind. I'm sure the negotiations will work a lot better that way. It's worked that way for me for 41 years. I've seen it in both the federal and state governments. That's an unwritten rule, but it's there. <laughs> something, something to chew on. Something to chew on this as you enter your weekend. Unwritten rule. I saw on the news they want you to wear as many as three of those masks at a time. Tanya, this goes out to you. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> In case you're coming to check to see if we're wearing them or not, I live in the head of a holler where a lot of other people live. The farther up the holler you get, the meaner the people are. Just thought I'd throw it out there in case you come and check. <laughs> oh, my God. Last one. Y'all ready for it? Uh, yeah. Buckled it up. goes deep. Are y'all there? Yeah, we're here, baby. Yeah, we're here. Sorry. For us for a little bit. Up for a second. You can kiss our America goodbye. <laughs> our nation was created by the people and for the people, but our nation has been stolen from the American people by what I call the Democrat destroyers. <laughs> when Trump was in office, he made America great again. He gave the American people hope again from what the Democrats had destroyed under when Obama was in office, America cannot stand under the Democrats' evil policies. <laughs> you can mark it down in the next four years under the Democrats, this nation will sink like a rock. The Democrats will stop at nothing to destroy our nation, our freedom, and decency. <laughs> the American people knew this. That is why we voted for Trump. No person in their right mind would want to go back to the misery and suffering that the Democrats put us through. <laughs> America was a once great nation, but the Democrats destroyed it. Thank you. It, it reminds me, there was like a tweet this week from like one of those libs, like Amy Siskind or something. She said, oh, yeah. it's remarkable how different life feels less than three weeks later. And it's like, these MAGA people think the same way. And it's just really fascinating because my life is literally the exact same materially from 2010 to 2021 over the course of four different presidential administrations or three different presidential administrations. No change, you know? It's like, but it, it's like, I don't know. It's just fascinating. Like, the Democrats. Literally, no spike in the minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, quite literally. Think about that. Think about how much our country's just shifted in like tone and mood and culture and the animus toward one another and all that. Kind, you know, all the much mm -hmm. yeah. territory. And then consider how federal policy has moved at a glacial pace. <laughs> I tell you exactly. what. I tell you what. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because, like I said, I ain't watched it I yet. But you tell us what time. It could be that Britney Spears started this whole trajectory. Yeah. Think we're in yeah. a new epoch once she shaped it all off. I, I think Adam Curtis that. can make a case for that. Yeah. 
when she <laughs> probably will this <laughs> when she wore that plaid mini skirt at the ripe age of like 14 and everybody was drooling over it we uh we took a bad turn then slept into another dimension yeah been bad news ever since yeah well she should have thought twice about that before uh appropriate my scotch irish heritage in her little her little sexy bid <laughs> so i always said about that uh well that about covers it for the week um I had a tribute to make, two tributes to make, actually. Letcher County banjo legend Lee Sexton passed last night. He was uh, a, um, many people say he was kind of the main connection or connecting link between bluegrass and old-time music. I mean, he was very influential. Um, So rest in peace, uh, Lee. And then... Whoa, mule in the sky. That's right. And then, this is going to really tear up Tom. I really hate to break the news to you like this, Tom. Why? Hey, go ahead. I can't get much lower. Well, um, <laughs> our old uh, late Jim Webb, his, friend, his brother Rob Webb, the voice of 60 Minutes, also oh. passed of COVID uh, this week. So was it COVID? It was, yeah. Because he had been sick for so long. I, wow. Um. So shout out uh, if you've ever watched sixty minutes. That's the connection to Letcher County. All the roads. You're right, Tom. T- Whitesburg is the Kevin Bacon of small towns because anytime you've watched sixty minutes, you, there's a Letcher <laughs> County native on there. Um, but he if also listened to. Uh... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, he also did a lot of commercials and stuff. I mean, he was, um, they called him in this article the Michael Jordan, Jordan of voice narration. So, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, like all those direct TV commercials. Yeah. But the football commercials. And then, like, I think he might have even done some of those, like, 80s style disaster in a world type. Yeah. 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 He did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, Man, I hate to hear that. It's uh, Jim told me a good story one time about he, Rob got his start as the uh, AP bureau chief in Addis Sababa, Ethiopia, during Haile Selassie's reign. And I just think about that all the time. This hillbilly just covering like the deity of Rastafarianism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amazing. Damn. Well, pour yeah, one man, out. Be the voice of sixty minutes. Yeah. Pour one out for two Letcher County legends. Um, yeah. and pour some out for us. We're also Ledger Candy le- Legends. You can go do that out on Patreon. Um, www.patreon.com slash Party. $5 a month, you'll get <clears throat> an episode every Sunday. And that's a, that's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. Um, so go, uh, go donate to us and, um, we will see you over on the Patreon on Sunday. Yeah. We'll have a Valentine's day special. That's right. Wait, it's Valentine's day on Sunday. It's a Valentine's yeah. day on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> you better round some gifts up for these girls. Nope. Nope. I, I expect three dozen roses from each one of you yeah. delivered on Saturday yeah. to the top yeah. of this mountain. I got it several times. To the top of this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, want them, I want you to walk, everyone walk them up one by one. They better be helicopter dropped in. Oh.
<laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you on Valentine's Day. And if you're like our boy Aaron here, you've got three days to get your shit together. So. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just sever all ties with like you know you can, people that you're intimate with so you can uh, get out of being you know that's true you could do that as well if you're gonna ghost them at least send the ghost emoji yeah <laughs> let that be that you're you're my girl <laughs> oh all right well thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you next time have a great weekend bye bye